of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. How many of you had to travel some distance to be here tonight? About a quarter of you. Perhaps you came from out of town to visit friends or family, or you're home from school for the holidays. If you were lucky, you avoided crowded airports and snowy weather and had only to come across town or, in my case, across the street. But let's face it, Christmas and traveling go together. There are a few of us who aren't traveling somewhere this season, even if that means simply driving to a local office get-together or to Christmas dinner with the grandchildren. And the wonderful thing is that no matter where you came from or what means of transportation you used or what road you traveled this Christmas, you all came to be here tonight at this place to celebrate the birth of Jesus. In our Bible reading tonight, we hear a lot about traveling we hear of four main groups of travelers, all making their way to Bethlehem, all coming by different paths and for different reasons. There is, of course, the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, after a difficult arriving after a difficult 90-mile trek from Nazareth to Joseph's hometown and the required census. Tradition often portrays Mary as riding on the back of a donkey, but there's no mention of that in the Bible, and it must have been a rough trip on dirt roads in the advanced stages of labor. The shepherds came to Bethlehem also, after their vision of angels in the, in the dark and chilly fields outside the town directed them to the manger. The angels, of course, came from heaven, and they were sent with a purpose, to proclaim good news. And there's another group we usually associate with this evening, but they're not mentioned in Luke's account we just heard, but they're mentioned in Matthew's gospel, and they are the wise men, the magi, whose study of the heavens had brought them from somewhere in Persia to find the Savior that their star charts had predicted. They came on different paths and for different reasons, just as we do. Some of you are here because somebody brought you here, maybe a member of your family, like Joseph or Mary, or because a friend brought you to church for the first time a long time ago. Or maybe you're here because God came to you in the ordinary business of everyday family life, just as he came to the Holy Family. The blessings of family and friends led you to seek the source of that love. Perhaps you were here because God spoke to you in some sudden and dramatic way. Maybe an angel of God sort of tapped you on the shoulder, as it were spoke to you out of the heavens in a, in a mystical vision or experience. 
By the way, you may be interested to know that according to sociologists, a greater percentage of Episcopalians report mystical experiences of this sort than any other denomination. I'm not exactly sure what that means. But angels can speak to us in more down-to-earth ways as well. You all know a few people in your life whom you might call angels, who seem to have a deep peace and wisdom that comes from being centered in God. The traditional term for such people is saints, but I like to call them candles, people who radiate light wherever they go. And when you find somebody like that, pay attention. They will lead you to God, just like the angels in the heavens led the shepherds. Ah, yeah, shepherds. We, we tend to imagine shepherds as cute children dressed up in bathrobes for the annual Christmas pageant. But in biblical times, shepherds were considered to be on the very bottom of the social ladder. They hung out with animals. They were dirty. They smelled. They were ritually unclean. And they had a reputation as sneaky and likely to cut your purse when you weren't looking. And yet it's the shepherds that are the ones that get invited to Bethlehem. For me, the shepherds stand for those who are on the margins, people who feel left out, who have nowhere to turn, who are desperate or in pain. You may feel that you're in that group. You may feel that there's no place for you in God's plan, and certainly no place for you in church where everybody seems to have it all together, but don't be fooled. God may have brought you here through your pain and desperation. Acknowledging one's helplessness is often the first step to conversion and to new life. God called the shepherds out of the midnight darkness and freezing cold to the warmth of the Christmas cradle. And he can do the same for you. Finally, there are those who come to Bethlehem not because their heart or their emotions led them, but because their intellect convinced them that Christianity makes sense. They are the magi, the wise men and women of the story. Now, faith is always a mystery. As theologian Frederick Buechner says, religion begins with a lump in the throat. But that does not mean that we have to believe only in an emotional or unquestioning way. God gave us brains to know him, and our Episcopal tradition has always encouraged intellectual rigor and questioning. That's why Episcopalians founded so many universities and schools and why they place such a high emphasis on on biblical learning. When you attend an Episcopal service, you will hear more of the Bible read in public than you will in any other church. All of these different paths can lead us to Bethlehem. They can all bring us to Jesus.
None is better than the others. And you can find all of these paths represented in the church. Here you'll find people who come to their faith through the richness of their family life, or through intellectual questioning, or through a time of emotional loss, or even because of a moment of revelation. God is calling all of you here. And God is glad that you are here. And in this church community, we have the chance to be enriched by everyone's presence, to compare stories with our, with our fellow travelers about the miraculous ways that God brought us here. And when all of those people arrive by different paths, what did they find? A baby. Well, that first, that at first might not seem like much. Babies are great, but all of us need a grown-up faith for the kind of world that we live in. I have a very good friend who's a Jewish rabbi, and his name is Howard. Howard loves to go to Christmas Eve services. He jokingly calls himself an honorary Episcopalian. He would say, I know it's not part of my religion, but the Christian season just doesn't seem right without Christmas Eve in church with its candlelight, incense, and carols. And Howard is also a good theologian, and he would go on to point out, you know, of course, he would say, that the problem with Christianity is that those people who only come to church on Christmas and Easter go away thinking that Jesus is only a baby or a lily. They think Christmas is only about nostalgia and sentimentality, welcoming the baby Jesus. It's too bad that so many don't get the whole picture about Jesus, because he grew up, you know, and if I understand you Christians correctly... He came to change your life. Well, Howard was right. We need a grown-up Jesus. When we're faced with problems like gun violence, climate change, broken government, inhumane immigration policies, worldwide genocidal violence, not to mention our own pain and anxiety and depression, we need more than a baby. A Christmas that consists only of fond memories and warm sentiments, cookies and eggnog, just doesn't cut it. Presents in Santa Claus may be great for children, but they're not much help to us troubled adults. But maybe Howard forgot as we often forget, what the shepherds and the wise men found at the end of their journey. All they had to do was stop and look around for a minute. It was a baby, to be sure, but it was a baby born in a barn. Amidst the stinks of cattle in, an un, in a forgotten corner of the Roman Empire, born to, born to peasant parents, an unwed pregnant teenager. Here was God, totally weak and vulnerable, born into a world every bit as cold, dark, and messed up 
as our world. And if God could come to a place like that, he can certainly come into our lives as well. And so the Holy Family, the shepherds, the wise men, and the angels did more than just come to Bethlehem. They also left Bethlehem, returning to their homes by different paths, changed, transformed, rejoicing. The Christmas story is not just about coming. It's also about going, returning to our lives with a new sense of joy, hopefulness, and peace. Joseph, Mary, and the baby returned to Nazareth and the struggles of everyday family life. Mary keeping all these things in her heart. The shepherds went back to work, went back to the fields. They went back praising and glorifying God for all they had seen as it had been told them. The wise men left too, although they first had to deal with the evil power plays and injustice of the evil King Herod returning to their home by a different way to escape his soldiers. And the angels? The angels went away into heaven. After first singing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men and women. And us? What about us? We've come here by different paths. But no matter our paths, no matter our experiences, all roads lead to Bethlehem. And so now in God's name, I invite you to continue that journey. Walk the path of life to which God has called you. Be changed and transformed by what you see and hear tonight, by the babe lying in the manger. Join in the song of families, shepherds, wise men, and angels who have sung for thousands of years. Jesus Christ is born today. Oh, come, let us adore him.